Welcome to Smith Weekly Discussions, an occasional program for our members of Smith Weekly Research. Please note this program is a private discussion and everything contained herein is for entertainment and educational purposes only. With that, we hope you're in a comfortable position along with your favorite beverage to enjoy the discussion. We remind our audience to examine our show notes attached to each of our shows to better understand how our program functions. Before we get into our discussion today, we wanna to say thanks for questions coming from our audience at Smith Weekly, including Jared W., Gordon S., Paul M., and Mike P. On the program today is a new guest, Mr. Alex Klinman has joined us. Alex is the CEO and director of Tisdale Clean Energy, an Athabasca Basin-focused uranium exploration company that is focusing on advancing the South Falcon East uranium project, which is being optioned from Sky Harbor Resources. Tisdale Clean Energy is listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange under the symbol TCEC, as well as on the US OTC markets under the symbol TCEFF. Alex, welcome to the program. Andrew, thanks so much for having me. I uh, greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Alex, it's good to have you on. And as this is an introduction program, just for some of the audience who probably doesn't know who you are, why don't we start off here with you just talking to our audience about your background and experience in this junior natural resource sector? Yes, I would love to do that. So I have been uh, around for a while. Uh, I've run multiple companies. I've been involved with many more. Uh, we're going back about 30 years. I actually cut my teeth in the capital markets. I hate to date myself, but it would, would have been around the dot-com era. I uh, got into more of the resource-based um, sectors in the uh, right around 2008, 2009. Um, and I found myself specifically in uranium um, in 2017, although I guess 2010 uh, was my real first exposure to the uranium uh, uh, sector. And that would have been through a, I did a private placement with um, a person named Bill Sheriff, who your audience may have a familiarity with. Um, it was a company called Tigris Uranium. And then I watched everything happen pre-Fukushima and the remarkable run that we had at that point. And uh, I was hooked. I mean, I remember 2008 to, to uh, you know, a little bit um, and what was happening in 0708, but certainly 2011, uh, 2010, 11 and into 12 were, was, was really where, where things um, uh, peaked for me. And then when I had the opportunity in 2017 to get involved with the uranium company, I did. And that company is called Azalcourt Energy. It's an explorer on the western side of the basin. It was also a, um, uh, an earn-in JV with Sky Harbor, as you mentioned. Tisdale do the same thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I know the supply-demand situation. And I, I just think it's one of these places you want to be. I, I'm very much, um, I've been drinking the uranium Kool-Aid, so to speak. So uh, that's my history. I'm I'm a capital markets guy. I, I'm a I'm a workaholic, and uh, I love the action. Um, I like it better in a bull than I do a bear. But here we are. What do you think? Just adding to that, what do you think really attracted you to just the not necessarily uranium, but the junior natural resource sector? What attracted you, and what keeps you here? Well, you know, there's uh, I, I'm on the exploration side, and it's the highest risk category um that we have in this business um but but it's a you know i mean i'm i'm it's almost like treasure hunting you know there's some there's a lot of excitement when you hit a drill hole or you find evidence of what what it is that you seek 
and and that's uh, that's the rush in exploration. Um, you you have you know the excitement of of the chase, the thrill of the kill, and and there's just something about it um, when you have really buoyant markets. Um, there's not there's nothing else like it. I mean, we know that the 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 producers are the steady eddies, and 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 their values often mirror the commodity value. Um, but you can see what happens on upon discovery. I was with a company called Rocks Gold. Um, and we made a discovery in West Africa that was, you know, um, remarkable at the time. Um, it's turned out to be one of the highest grade mines in, in, on the African continent. But at the time, I mean, uh, I'll never forget that, that, you know, the message from, from Burkina Faso on the, on the hole that was hit and, and, you know, the grainy facts picture that came in and that's, you know, seems like a hundred years ago, but you know, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great place to be and it, and it's not for everybody, but, um, you know, I've been here uh, steady, steadily now for for some time. So enjoy that part of it, the rush of the th the thrill of the kill and the rush of the of the chase. You know, it certainly has some characteristics of treasure hunting, and of course, uh, I guess in this case, treasure hunting plus if you can do reasonably well, you can also get paid in the process while you work on that treasure. So that's always a mm -hmm. added benefit, I suppose, as well. Alex, just talk briefly here. And again, we don't have to beat the thesis to death because we talked about it for seven years, blew in the face about it. So, but just give us maybe just a quick shot of how you look at the uranium market today from your position as a junior CEO. Mm -hmm. now it's, uh, it's been a, like you mentioned, it's been a, it's been a strange run. I mean, uh, back around 2016, 2017, 2018, we knew where this was going. Everybody was talking about it. The, 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 the data was strong in terms of how many reactors were, were coming online, were, were in the queue, were in the planning stages. Uh, we knew where the commodity price was didn't make sense in terms of to meet the demand of the, of the, of the, of the new reactors and the new demand. Um, the spot price was not allowing um, a lot of uh, existing resources, existing deposits to be really developed. And, and if you just looked at the data, and the data was coming from lots of, you know, much smarter people than myself, and, and you, you know, I bought into that. You could see that. The thing was, we knew the rubber band was going to snap. We just didn't know when, and it kept going. Every time we'd start to break out, it would be sort of a false run or a false move. And it became, you know, we lost a lot of people along the way because you 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 talk to people that get excited about the thesis, as you mentioned, and then you know a, a year goes by and spots twenty two or spots twenty four or, it, or it's peeled back or whatever the number was, and and that's been a you know it's been a it's been a slog. I mean, um, when I was raising money for Asimcourt in 2017, 2018, 2019, even the doors would you know politely slam in your face, and then gradually things changed, and I think right around middle of 2020 you, you we had a we had a lot of excitement and you could see the market caps just pop up overnight sentiment came into into the sector now so here's the thing and i i often go on about this with people but the commodity price is fantastic and it really is the driver behind you know uh, buoyant and strong markets and, and market moves but if you don't have sentiment that commodity price is it can be irrelevant there's a disconnect between sentiment i.e., you know, uh, funds and cash flowing into the market and, and liquidity and volumes. Um, and there's a disconnection between that and the commodity price. We've seen it with gold, for example. Um, and, and so we need that sentiment. We need that, that, that support that comes with a strong commodity price. And, 
and uh, and you're and and again i think 2020 if you look at the charts of august in particular of uh, uranium juniors uh, you'll see you know what happens when 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 the wind is strong and the sails are are deployed and, and you can see what happens we're so we're sort of waiting for that we've been waiting for that for some time we've had these sort of false moves but i you know this one feels different um and and i think you know all of the people that i talk to and listen to are really pointing towards 2024 as being a critical point in this and it's 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 come later than i would have believed in 2017 or 2018 uh, but I think it's undeniable. And again, we get into long-term contracts from the U.S. utilities. We get into production. We get into new supply coming online. These are all important things, and it points in the right direction for for the sector, for the majors, for the mid-tiers, and for the juniors. Because we're often the last to move, and we lag. The juniors tend to lag behind the the majors. And you know, you look at the ETFs, and you look at Cameco, for example. Those charts are quite strong. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of time before the juniors and the mid-tiers really start to pick it up. Alex, I agree with that. And don't mind a bit of a delay at this point. We've had so many of them. We're used to those delays, as you and I both know. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be nice to see this finish off. I mean, we've already been right. <laughs> you and I both were talking about this at $18. It's hard enough to get that correct. And things will certainly pick up. And I think there's just broad market fears here that continue. And right. And I have some challenges yet to come. No, and I, and I think you're right, and I think that's a good point. I want to just elaborate a little bit on that because one of the issues here is if if you if we had done, you know, seventy five, eighty, eighty five dollar spot in uh, if we had hit that in in say twenty nineteen or twenty twenty, the reaction you know would have been much different. Uh, but you mentioned broad market fears. There are a lot of other components sort of working against uh, that sentiment, and that is muting the response. Uh, that we're seeing to a, a very robust spot price. So again, I think as these things work themselves up, I also think you can't keep a cork underwater. So at some point, uh, we know that things are going to change. I just don't think that, I think the broad market fears are going to dissipate a little bit specifically in this sector. It's always been a niche sector anyway. So, you know, we just need a little bit of an expansion from the, the diehards that, are, that have been here all along. And, and, and we know that there's money on the sidelines. We know there are a lot of funds that cannot deploy because of liquidity issues. But those funds, their money's going to have to go to work at some point. And, and we know, uh, because we've seen it before, that that's a self-imposed restriction in terms of the funds. And they can relax, modify, and otherwise change the thresholds and criteria they use for investment. And, you know, that's another factor that we should look at coming into 24. I think we're going to see perhaps some uh, reduction in some of those restrictions and and capital should flow. Yeah, it should be some good times for the sector. Maybe not some good times in other sectors, but we should have some good stuff coming here, as you said. And then also just some of these are limited, whether still at discounts, uh, some of these, you know, physical funds struggling mm-hmm. to get off the runway here and get up in the air and new ones, same condition. We've seen a lot of handicapped struggle to get what they wanted to do done really over the last year. So we should see all that start to get solved next year. So we'll see how that goes. And let's get right into Tisdale Clean Energy here. Recent news, the company is conducting an equity financing. Talk about that in terms of use of proceeds, and then we'll mm-hmm. get into capital structure in a moment. Yeah, well, we need to uh, we need to fund the company. So I've been involved with Tisdale since 2019. I was actually in New York uh, raising money for Asimcourt uh, at the time, um, another uranium deal, and I and I got a call. Uh, there was an opening in a in a company build 
I had a, a contact uh, that we knew one another through a, a lawyer in Vancouver. So I jumped on board. Um, it took a while to get it to where it's at today. We picked up a project, uh, uh, an option pa uh, project through Sky Harbor, who have a great relationship with Jordan Trimble. And I go back a ways. And uh, so we cut the deal. And over 23 here, it's been quite a journey. But we're at the point now where, look, we need to get the drills in the ground in 2024. Um, I'm raising a little hard and flow at the moment. Uh, we want to get into the drilling in Q1. So I'm in the process of, of funding that and, and really just building the company out. We have not marketed the company. We've been really under the radar. And anybody who knows me, I'm a marketer. I think it's really important that you, you create awareness and you let people know who you are. Um, old school advertising is, is I think, you know, a tried and true methodology on, on, we're not interested in, in promoting the company more so just letting people know, you know, we're here and here's an opportunity to be involved with a, a small market cap that is developing, um, uh, an actual asset. Um, and, and so that's really the, the impetus behind the, the financings at the moment, uh, get the money to drill and get the money to, to market the company in 2024. Talk just briefly about the uh, the terms of the placements, just in case there's someone in the audience that may take yeah. interest, uh, or just overall terms, so everybody understands. Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing a two year warrant at thirty cents and a unit price at eighteen cents. That's the hard dollar offering for Tisdale. Uh, we're about halfway through the one point two million. Um, we have a, a expressions of interest really to fill the whole thing, but we're you know it's December thirteenth today. Um, it's not the best time of year to raise money, but here we are. Um, so I'm going to close a tranche, I think, in the next week or so, and probably certainly before the 20th, 22nd. And uh, I'll keep it open into the new year if I need to, to get to the 1.2. And then we're doing a um, 22 cent warrant or 22 cent unit, pardon me, with a 36 uh, half warrant uh, on the flow through side. Again, that's drill money. That money will go directly into um, late winter spring drill program at, at South Falcon. And I'm, I'm happy to get into some of the details about the project here momentarily. Yes, let's get to that in just a moment. So with the capital structure here, just talk about what you anticipate the pro forma post capital raise capital structure will be in terms of shares outstanding, Alex, the cash yeah. on hand, and then also if you will, the major shareholders, including yourself. Yeah, well, we're going to be uh, somewhere in the 20, you know, 25 to 30 million shares out, outstanding range, uh, depending on how successful the raises are. Uh, and then uh, from there, really, um, you know, right now, there are some, you know, uh, retail holders who have good positions and are, are strong supporters of the deal. Um, my goal over the next year and, and certainly into 2025 is to make this uh, company and the project I think the project speaks for itself, but certainly the company needs institutional support. And at this market cap, um, our liquidity is good, but we certainly don't have the market cap. Again, I mentioned thresholds and criteria. Um, the, the funds have to you know, work with those those in terms of, of these small market caps like, like Tisdale. So I need to grow the company to the point where it's attractive and, and easy for institutional money to flow. Uh, I think the development of a deposit is exactly what the funds like to see. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm confident uh, and hopeful that I can get that done here over the next 12 months. Okay, so let's move on here to it'd be helpful to know some of the folks over there helping you out. Why don't you just talk about some of the people at the company and what they bring to the table? 
Yeah, well, you know, what's funny here is is uh, people have these ideas that, you know, uh, I get this a lot. That, uh, we're often very small companies. I mean, we're really just talking about a, an active board, um, myself and, and, and our, our consulting geologist. Um, and I guess he's the most important guy here. I mean, I, I raise money, I market the company, but um, the nuts and bolts of the development of this of this deposit, this asset is really going to fall to um, to him. His name is Trevor Perkins. I've worked with him at Asincourt. Trevor is uh, a longtime uh, uranium-specific geologist, and I think that's worth mentioning. So, you know, you mentioned the bear. We know that there was a long bear market in in this sector, and that the lad lasted 10, 12 years. Um, you know, and one of the sort of byproducts of that extended period is a lot of the uranium specific geologists, those that work in the basin, those that understand uh, how to explore and develop uranium uh, in the ground, they aged out and we ended up uh, with far less uh, of, of these types of geologists um, than you know, we, would have, we would have had in 2010-11. So, and there hasn't been a massive rush yet to replace them. And I think that it has a lot to do with the fact there was very little capital and very, very little um, sentiment and love for the sector in itself. So to find, you know, right now there's with, with, uh, you know, the junior game and when a commodity price escalates, um, suddenly there's a hundred or 200 more public companies devoted to that commodity, the exploration therein and so forth. Um, and that, that happens. Um, the, the market grows the, and then the, the, the market when, when we turn the other way, the, the nature has a way of culling the herd. So we're in one of those cycles now where we're seeing a lot more uranium companies pop up because of the commodity price. One of the issues that these companies are going to have is finding appropriate geologists who know how to chase you know, alteration, uh, know how to, uh, how to work with conductive packages. It's not that simple. So we're happy. Obviously, Trevor knows his business. He's worked for UEX. He's, he's worked for Cameco. He was uh, he led the team that made the MacArthur River North discovery, which is 110 million pounds. Um, he knows uh, he's made multiple discoveries uh, as the lead geologist um, in his career. So I'm really happy. He's based in Saskatoon. He knows the basin. He knows everybody there. He's worked with a lot of companies and a lot of people. Uh, so he's leading the charge. Um, and, and, you know, again, I think it's really important that you have a geologist that has a good history of discovery, good history of development, and certainly understands um, uranium exploration in the basin. It's good to keep it tight, small group, and have some experience there. And hopefully you guys with the single property you do have with plans maybe to get some other properties, mm -hmm. there can be some good advancement on uh, South Falcon East. Let's talk about that project now. You're planning an exploration program that's coming up. Talk about where this project is in the basin so people have an orientation of east side, west side, what have you. And then also talk about the plan specifically, including the timing of the program and then how the drill targets were selected. Perfect. Yeah, great question. So we're in the southeastern portion of the basin, just on the on the perimeter outside of the basin itself, which is important. Um you know, obviously, the, the Wollaston Corridor has been where all the production and, and, and the major discoveries have happened. Now, there have been other discoveries outside of that, um, particularly in the last 10 years. Um, the, the perimeter of the basin is really a great target. We know, uh, A, we don't have the overburden to drill through. Uh, we have shallower targets, which make it, it makes it a much more economic situation for juniors. 
Um, and, and, you know, uh, the model is working. We're seeing it on, on the West side, you know, F3 made their discovery last year, uh, or pardon me, earlier this year. Um, and we know that, that, that this is a good place to be in terms of that in, in technology's changed. Uh, in, in, there's been an increase in knowledge and technological developments that have begun to yield more, you know, significant discoveries on the perimeter. And we're happy to sort of have found this project. I love the idea of, of jumping straight into the development of an asset as opposed to exploration. I've been in exploration, as I mentioned, for a long time. You get used to it, but, you know, there's your batting average in exploration is, is I don't know if your audience or baseball fans or not, but there's something called the Mendoza line where, where it's sort of the line of futility, if you will. And that's a batting average of 200. So you're successful two out of 10 times. That's sort of what we see um, in, in exploration, if, if that. And so I, I really jumped at the opportunity here to, to, to sort of move Tisdale forward because the, the, it's certainly intriguing to be able to go right to a known resource as small and low grade as it might be. Uh, but the the upside is clear. Uh, we're going to have an asset that's going to back the company over the next few years, and I and that that to me is a very attractive uh, situation. So as mentioned, we're on the southeast portion of the basin, um, just on the perimeter. It's about a little over twelve thousand hectare project within a larger package of projects um, that are held by Sky Harbor, and their their Rio Tinto uh, JV is just uh, northeast of us or northwest of us uh, by a few clicks. Um, and we're in a, we, we have, uh, as mentioned, there's a 7 million pound deposit. It's not massive. Obviously it's small con considering, uh, and it's about 0 0.03 to 0 0.04 average grade. Uh, there's also a thorium deposit on site. Now, again, it's not, it's not super high grade can, when you, when you look at the, the, what the basin is capable of delivering, uh, but certainly on a world average, it's very strong. Um, and that's, that's important, um, when you look at that, but the idea of being able to develop something here and maybe increase the size and grade is is very intriguing it's very compelling we know in 2015 for example that the last holes that sky harbor drilled um really were the best in terms of grade 0.172 was hit over a you know 2.5 meters now that's uh that's a nice little run there and we're all in the, in agreement that if we go deeper we're probably going to get you know more love on the grade side <clears throat> but we also believe that uh that this uh, development can work on a more horizontal orientation, more like a string of pearls. Um, and so we're going to work that as well. We intend to get into some of the known mineralized areas, maybe twin some holes. One of the things we need to do over time here is, is bring this deposit into compliance. It's a, it's a historical resource. It's inferred. Uh, so we'd like to, you know, obviously make some inroads on that, bring it up to speed, bring it up compliance. Now, uh, but we do believe, and everybody involved with the project, and that in, includes the Sky Harbor uh, geologists and, and, and the Sky Harbor management and ourselves, we all believe that this thing can be bigger and, and the grade can be improved. So that's the, the long-term goal. Uh, but the next drill program that we're going to get into, and we're hoping to do that in February of 24, uh, is, to, uh, is to get in, twin some of the holes that uh, were done by Sky Harbor, reestablish that mineralization there, let the market know that, yes, indeed, this is uh, um, a solid deposit and, and that we're gonna be able to do some work on it. But I think that's really uh, you know, intriguing in terms of, 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 of a goal for the company. Um, and, you know, I don't think we're gonna do any step outs in that first round. Again, this is gonna be Trevor's um, 
plan and where he wants to go with it. He is working with um, Sky Harbor's geologists and and we're you know we're looking at those targets now we know there are uh, there are other target zones um on the property they have been uh, established through sky harbor's work so we're going to be looking at those and evaluating those as well but we're, you know we're, we're going to take baby steps here in 24 get the thing rolling get the company known uh begin to get the work done and and set us up for a nice three or four year run with this and i want to come to the option terms in a moment but in your mind, what do you see as the ideal minimum for discovery in the basin? Locations dependent, obviously, but what do you see like the minimum size to really get people excited about wow. a discovery there in terms of just, you know, 50 million pounds, 25 million pounds, what have you? Yeah. Obviously, we know the grades are good. That's a tough question because it's very speculative. We do believe that this thing can grow and it can grow sizably. I'm reticent to, to throw out numbers. Uh, a, I don't know if I'm compliant in doing so, uh, but also um, we just need to see where this goes. All of this, there's structure, there is evidence, there are, there's, you know, there's geological positives that are all indicating to us that we think this can grow and grow significantly. We know, and, and in talking to Sky Harbor, you know, if, if Russell Lake and Moore weren't on their uh, project list, uh, that this would be their number one project. And, and I think that's also reflected in the terms, which, you know, obviously we'll get into. I've heard this directly from Jordan, that this would be where they would be working. So, you know, they wouldn't be doing it if they thought this was, if, if the 7 million pounds was, was a capped uh, uh, resource. Um, we think it can grow. They think it can grow. And that's, and that's at the end of the day where we need to be. Again, having a, a, lar a decent sized deposit, and you mentioned 50 million pounds, that would be fantastic. But anything beyond where we're at, uh, I think, again, if we get into $100, $120 spot or where people think this might be in 24 and into 25, the value of that's going to grow immensely and it will not be ignored. These are shallow targets, you know, 170, 175 meters um, where the mineralization is that that is uh, relatively shallow considering, you know, where some of the targets in the basin might be. So, you know, over time, I think that value, again, even let's say it's a 20 million, let's say it's a 7 million, let's say things go, we don't improve the grade and, and size, and it's only a 7 million pound deposit. It's in the right neighborhood. Someone will take an interest in it. Those pounds back evaluations, when, when larger companies want to add pounds uh, to their bottom line, you know, they're going to look for smaller deposits that, that can come online or be added to their, their, their inventory. So, um, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting we can't grow it, but you always have to think about worst case scenarios. Uh, if you plan for worst case, you know, everything else seems to be a much better road. So um, again, I think it's, it's going to be expanded. Uh, we know the grade gets better at depth. Uh, we're just going to continue to work it in a methodical, uh, smart way where we can grow the asset over time and, and growing that asset is going to directly relate to the growing of the market cap of Tisdale. Looking forward to seeing some of those results and seeing you guys get on the ground there and putting a few holes down. That would be good to see. So, Alex, on the option terms, you know, this is a multi-year option with Sky yeah. Harbor. Talk about some of the commitments, what you see as some of the milestones for completion of that earn-in, and just go over those details for us. Yeah, we have a path to 75%, and I think some of the numbers at first glance may spook people or may may make them take a double take. Um I think over time, uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about $10, $10 million in expenditures and about $10 million in cash and share payments to 
to Sky Harbor. Now I have to preface this with with my with my Azincourt experience. Azincourt is developing a uh, a large project um, on the western side of the basin, but we haven't hit the big drill hole yet. Uh, we're close, technically speaking, i.e., we're running into alteration zones and relevant clays. These are all really important, critical factors, and and we're doing that. Um, but the message here, or the, or the lesson, is in 2018, 2019, I couldn't get a dime into that company. Uh, and then suddenly around 2020, everything changed. And I was able to raise about 15 to $18 million. Uh, all, of, all of it from institu large institutional um, funds. If you had sort of told me in 2017, 2018, that I would have been able to do that, that any small junior without a large drill hole or mineralized hole of any type would would be able to attract that type of capital. I, I, I would have said, thanks, but you know, I don't know what you're drinking. Um, but that actually played out and that actually happened. It's one of the reasons why the terms of the option agreement didn't scare me. I mean, I was able to exceed the numbers in the um, Tisdale option agreement, but with a, without a deposit, without, a, without mineralization. So I think, you know, again, where spots at, where where the funds are where i think 24 is going to play out i think i can raise the money and 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 get this thing done over the next three or four years the next milestone payment is in 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 the summer of 24. it's about four hundred and fifty thousand cash and and a million shares to uh to sky harbor um i i can reduce the amount of shares with more cash but basically that's 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 what what's next up we have to spend about 1.2 million 1.25 million before uh, the 18 month anniversary which again is coming up in june of, of of 24 and i think we can do that um i have lots of expressions of interest uh to to raise that money i'm certainly open to listening to any uh, sophisticated investors who might want to back the company in that regard we know where the money's going it's going in the ground um, Again, the, the payments uh, escalate over time, um, but again, I'm going to take it one year at a time. If if I think it's a gamble that I had to take, and in terms of taking on such a you know uh, a, 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 having such a small company take on such a large commitment, um, it's the ability to develop a, a deposit. Which you know how many of those are out there? I don't know, and I certainly don't know how many uh, small market caps you know sub five million market caps can can point to the fact that they can they can earn uh, the majority interest in a, in a deposit uh, and with a partner like sky harbor who i have a ton of respect for um they've really done a great job jordan's done an amazing job over over time built a great company uh and so you know we've got really good partners um we're in the right place on the eastern side there uh there's some great companies in and around where we're at uh, so I think that, you know, the story's fantastic. It's just a question of now getting it out there, raising the money and getting getting to work. And and that's what we do. I mean, that's what I've been doing now for a couple of decades. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This one really excites me. Yeah, I think there'll be some flexibility. Of course, you guys have a good relationship. And if you can demonstrate progress on the project, I think there'll be flexibility should conditions be unfavorable, although I don't fully see that they would be in that case, but we'll see what happens. With respect to other projects, do you guys anticipate trying to look for some other projects to add to the portfolio, or do you guys want to stay with single project at this point? Mm -hmm. Good question, because you know I've never been a um, a person who believes in you know one horse portfolio. Uh, I think you know I always 
use the analogy of, you know, if you have two cars in the driveway and one doesn't start, you always have the second car. So um, I think over time, you know, there's there's projects. We look at them. We're always looking at them. Trevor has a fantastic pipeline to projects. So, you know, we, we are open to adding another project. I certainly don't want to add something that's going to uh, add to our uh, our financial obligations with what we have on the on the on the plate with uh, with South Falcon. But but I do think it's important that over time we do add a project or two, and they may be more on the exploration side, but certainly something that uh, gives us a secondary project, maybe something that we can work, uh, you know, on a on a secondary basis, obviously. Um, and and it's it's a hedge that if nothing positive develops out of the out of South Falcon, which no one actually believes at this point, but you know, Mother Nature has a great way of throwing curveballs. So you got to be um, always aware of that. So I think it's important. And I do think it's smart for us to have a second or even a third project in the portfolio that may even help us down the line in terms of, of, of capital structure that may, again, help us we need to get right now we have 16 million 18 million shares out there's 18 million. Uh, we've had some more in exercises. So at 18 million shares out, we're still relatively tight. And that's great for some people. But I'm not one that always was attracted to these super tight deals because A, I don't think your market caps is accurate. Uh, there's too many factors. There's too tight for that to happen. You have to get out there. You have to have your stock, you know, trading and you have to have, um, you know, it widely distributed to really get a, a handle on a proper market evaluation. So we need to get there over the next couple of years, you know, and I, I don't know what that number might be, but somewhere between 30 and 60 million shares out trading in a, at a decent share price, you know, there's where you're going to get your, your institutional support. And, and again, that's important here. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of larger cap structures. Um, you certainly have seen it and do see it in the uranium space with any company that, that actually has been a uranium company for the last you know, 10 years. A lot of the financings that were done during the bear were done at dirt cheap prices. And there was a lot of um, uh, capital structures that were sort of blown up and, and diluted. Uh, but that's that's the, that was the nature of the beast with $20 spot. Um, and in and so now it's a little different. Uh, but I do think you need to find that 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 sort of happy medium where you're you're tradable, you're liquid enough to 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 um, to have that institutional support. So I, I think that that, that those, those are um, important factors moving forward for Tisdale. Well, to wrap up here, Alex, uh, I'll take any final comments with this for potential investors who are listening in. The company has a market capitalization of about three million Canadian dollars. Why should Tisdale Clean Energy be considered within the retail, institutional, family office investors portfolio? And I think it's pretty simple. I mean, as mentioned, you know, we're, it, it really is ground floor. This is the cheapest the stock has been since I've been in, involved in the company. And there are reasons for that. I'm happy to have those discussions with people. Um, but here we are. And, and, and the, you know, going directly into the development of a deposit. Right now, we're getting 25 cents a pound credit in the ground for that. Um, and, and maybe rightly so. We haven't earned uh, an interest yet in the project. We begin that process in 2024. Um, we, we haven't marketed the company, so there's very little actual, um, you know, organic support, if you will. I think that'll grow in 24 and that 25 cents pound in the ground credit can easily grow. Uh, and I can see it being at a dollar or $2 a pound, um, within a very short period of time. We know that the market likes to pay in advance. 
I always go back to, you know, a gold company that hits a big drill hole and, and you know, discovery hole, for example, you're going to see the market cap move to an area that the market feels the company will be worth a year, a year and a half down the line. And, and I think, you know, we can see the same type of thing happen here with us with a little bit of an awareness, a little bit of work in the ground, the beginning of that earn in um, and awareness that the company exists with the ability to, to create value through the development of this deposit will change the current evaluation uh, right now. Again, as mentioned, 25 cents a pound in the ground um, seems incredibly cheap. It may be accurate. I don't know. But certainly uh, I could see a dollar in the ground uh, within the next six months or so um, being a very reasonable uh, expectation. And again, a little luck, a little love in the ground, uh, the, the, the development of that asset, bringing it to compliance over the next couple of years. Um, and if we get $120 spot, you know, who knows what the evaluation might be. We've seen it grow. I, again, I mentioned what happened in 20. 20 in, in August of 20, uh, pardon me, it might have been 2021 um, or August of 2020. But you look back at those at those charts and you can see what happened when sentiment flew into the market and 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 all of a sudden the juniors just, you know, double tripled overnight. I think a combination of that, the development of the asset and awareness in the company will will certainly have us see some growth in 2024. So in terms of investment, I think that's what you look for. It's de-risked. To a certain degree, obviously, we're not hoping we find something. Uh, we know that there's something there. Uh, how big can it be? How high can the grade be? You know, that's the risk. Uh, but again, it's certainly a great place to start. And, and at the price we're at, you know, I think it's attractive for sure. Alex, I think it's a good start. So I appreciate that. Last thing here. What's the best way for folks to reach out to the company or to yourself? Yeah, very easily uh, done by email info at tisdalecleanenergy.com. My phone numbers on most of the press releases. If people want to call me directly, they can do so. I do speak directly with investors on a daily basis. I'm very accessible. I don't, I don't have an IR person who takes my calls. I don't have a secretary. Again, we run very lean and mean. So happy to take those calls from people directly. Um, and, and it's really easy to get a hold of us. Again, this placement is open right now. We do intend to close uh, a tranche here in the short term. If anybody like to get involved with that, please email me uh, as quickly as possible. I get you all the relevant documents that you need. And uh, again, go into the new year looking to continue to raise money. We're always going to be raising money here, especially with what's around the corner and what we have to do. Um, and uh, again, so there's lots of opportunities, but certainly right now seems to be a, a, a it's priced right. So maybe add something to your, uh, your, your Christmas shopping list by giving me a call. Well, look, I appreciate it. Thanks for the introduction and the time today. Looking forward to following the progress of this company. Keep up the progress there, Alex, and we hope you'll come back again soon. I appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for having me. I know we're uh, we're the little, we're like the little uh, company that's trying to do big things, but uh, happy that your audience has been introduced to us, and I'm certainly happy to develop relationship with anyone uh, listening, and I encourage people to give me a call. Thank you so much.